0: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
1: It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Tanitra, we are in here today on a busy, busy Monday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but we have a lot to talk about today.
0: Yeah, yeah, lots to talk about. It was a really great sports weekend, so to speak, in Atlanta Metro. <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's just get right to it.
1: And, you know, and coming up on today's show, we're going, to, we're going to talk about, we're going to go through our top three. We're going to do a deep dive into the Hawks and what they their playoff position and what they got going on. And then for the culture, we call some folks to the task. And for the culture today. And that's on some real serious type stuff. But before we do that, T, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Now, you know, you know, all the people that know me knows that I've been on my workout tip as of late. Right. And this is the time and I've been able to stick with it. But Mm -hmm. I want to tell you about something that's been helping me to stick with it. And he's going to help me to eat right. You Mm -hmm. know, that's all going to be thanks to. Bar. it yes. also feels like it's not really a resolution because you know i'm actually enjoy eating these things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you tried the puffs if you have it you're missing out one of built bars best tasting bars you know they are the posts are a fan favorite with some f- incredible flavors i'm talking about cinnamon churro mm-hmm. coconut marshmallow banana cream pie Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. so 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 good and these things are low calorie, high in protein. You need that protein to lose weight. I don't yes. know much about losing weight, but I know that you need to eat a lot of protein. Um, <laughs> you can replace those candy bars with these. You know, they're better. It's a typical candy bar. can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go and cut that thing in half. They most bill bars contain 130 calories and 17 grams of protein. Remember that protein I talked about? It is really going to help you out. So here's what you're going to do, right? At Bar, they're all about taste. They made it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they're able to pull it off every time. <laughs> and what I want you to do is go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15 off your order, 15% off your order. Do it. I'm going to repeat that for the, for the people in the back. Go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCK15, and get Mm -hmm. 15% off your order. That's what we're doing for you for watching ATL Day Ones, And make sure you go out and like and subscribe and follow us on all audio platforms. T, you already know. The Braves uh, split the series with the Cincinnati Reds. They lose yesterday uh, 6-3. Mm-hmm. And uh you know and answer got tapped around a little bit, but you know, I, I think that one of the things when you talk about that first series and giving with mm-hmm. all the 99 day lockout, all yes. those things being put into factor, I think spin the series that first series, mm-hmm. that,
0: right? No, not not at all. As long as you can see some positives from that series, then it's all good. And as long as you can say with the quote unquote negatives that you saw, that those are still things that can easily be worked out to your point as we get towards the real end of spring training. Because right now we're still kind of in spring training for lack of a better term across all of Major League Baseball. So I really thought we saw some good things. And I want to start out by one of those that we were all intrigued by. And I think everybody is happy on the other side of it. And that's Matt Olson. We wanted to see what Matt Olson was going to do in his replacement of Freddie Freeman, both at first base, but also at the plate. And he really had a good series. I had an opportunity to go to the Saturday game and just to see what he was able to do, scooping you know, balls out of the dirt and getting outs. just very, very active and athletic. And um, because the chemistry seemed to be kind of off in game one, and that's understandable, the chemistry with him um, and the rest of the um, infield and even to some degree the outfield. But Saturday is when you really, really started to see it click. So if Dansby shorted a ball, you know, to get to him or Ozzy, he was right there to still get that out at first base. I like seeing that. I like the fact that he hit his first home run, but also not just the home run, Jarvis, but it was the at-bats. It was what we saw in the at-bats for him to have the ability to get on base or advance a runner in one instance. That was a super, super positive. The only thing negative is, and like he said, I hope the scouting reports, didn't tell you guys that I was fast because I'm not, and so right. <laughs> thankfully, You're the, Braves, out the place
1: not too cool, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. And to
0: see it in person, it was really slow mo like it really felt right. like slow mo on Saturday, but it was thankfully the Braves won the game. So, no harm, no foul it may have been a different conversation if they had lost that game. We would have been looking back to say, Hey, man, maybe you should have stayed at third, maybe you know, Uncle Ronnie <laughs> shouldn't have waved you home, but <laughs> but anyway, still good. He was one of the good. Oh, and I know you have some goods there as well, but I just wanted to say it was amazing to be there Saturday for that ring ceremony. Wow. It was just yeah, it was tremendous just to the the pageantry of it was Ooh. phenomenal. And uh, just to actually see the rings up close and personal was really, really cool. but just to take it all in because Jarvis and I have always been honest with you guys and told you guys we are braves. Fans, in addition to reporters who cover the Braves. So, just really excited to see that ceremony uh, on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was really cool. And then Matt Olson was able to get his first home run as a Brave. So, you know, that's always cool and to kind of see. And then it's kind of funny because you talk about uh Matt Olsen's speed. You know, Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman was, he was slow. <laughs> so, Matt Olson being slower, that's cool. You know, if you can be equal or be better as from uh, at the plate and still be slow, I'll take that all day, every day, especially yeah. when you're going to be here for the next eight years at least. At least that money is going to be paid out for the next eight years. Yes. So I definitely appreciate that. I thought it was also kind of cool to see Kenley Jansen, you know, get on the mound, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get into, stuff into a little tizzy and then get mm-hmm. out of it. You know, Will Smith, same thing. You know, we were used to seeing Will Smith get runners on base, so he kind of like – Oh yeah, let me tease y'all for a little bit, but you know that, that was real cool to see that. But mm-hmm. uh, I think overall, you know, like I said, Braves split the series with the Reds. Mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of positives that yes. they take away from it, and um, obviously uh, tonight they'll be taking on the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll definitely um, be uh, be on the look as to you know see how they progress, you know, as they go through uh, through the season.
0: Yeah, now, and to see if we get a better outing from Husker Inoa because you know last year was kind of quirky where he was just playing lights out then of course he had that crazy freak injury that he kind of caused and his recovery in his he was looking a little up and down after returning from that injury so granted had a short uh, spring training just like everyone else but i am interested to kind of see what his mechanics look like tonight in a series that if the braves don't win the series 2-1 heck i wouldn't be surprised if they sweep it because yeah the nats kind of cellar dwellers this year, so I'll be looking yeah. forward to the start of that uh, series tonight and, and kind of seeing what he does. And, of course, seeing, once again, what Austin Riley can do. And you and I, of course, have our eye, eye on the bullpen as well because Colin McHugh had a nice bounce-back game last night, uh, two and a third innings, and being able to strike out five, pretty pretty good, pretty darn cool.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. And, and um, also, you know, I think that, you know, there is a – like you said, so many bright spots, you know, like mm-hmm. you talk about even Cal Wright, you know, but you gotta mention him yes. as well, you know, yes. he was lights out on the mound mm-hmm. and for him to be coming around like that. If that's what we if that's a peek into what we're in for, yes. We to, I man, it's gonna be hard to keep that 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 optimism down for those guys repeating. Like you said, yeah. I haven't they done since the New York Yankees did it in the late 90s? So mm-hmm. that is something we'll be looking definitely looking forward to. Um, yeah. Scotty Scheffler gets his first green jacket. Yeah, But you know, the, the big story was definitely uh Tiger Woods. You know, mm-hmm. he, he got off to a, a good a solid start. Uh, he made the cut and then on uh Saturday had one of his worst rounds ever. And he mm-hmm. equaled that on Sunday. So I think for for you know Tiger to but I always go back to this though, to eat. for Tiger to be in this tournament 14 yes. months you know, after the bad accident and you know, mm-hmm. talking about amp- amputating his leg. And I know Tiger don't really care about that stuff, but this is what I care about just from a fan standpoint. Just sure. looking at him, you know, I think that for him to be out there and be able to compete, make the cut, and, you know, at least be in the conversations on the weekend, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I, I'm more than satisfied with what I saw from Tiger this weekend.
0: Yeah, because you think about him finishing 47th. And that means you were pretty much middle of the field. So there are individuals who shot worse than you did over over the course of four days who were not in a life-threatening accident. So that tells you just how amazing he is and how much he can gut through and just has that heart of a champion. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. He finished 13 over. We get that. But again, it was what we were able to see that we never, we weren't sure we'd ever see again. And he's even going as bold as to say, yep, I'm committing to playing in the open, so that's exciting. And hopefully, we won't be able to see him in the open. And when you think about players who didn't make the cut, you think about somebody like uh, Dustin Rose, who was at the top of his game, always in the conversation amongst top players, and for players of that ilk not to make the cut, but Tiger did, that's when you realize what an amazing feat it was for him. And like you said, Scotty Scheffler most of us had to look him up. Yes, we know he's number one in the world now, but most right. of us had to kind of look him up because I know even you and I were talking Friday and we were thinking Xander Shoffley, not Scotty Scheffler. So right. then we went back, you know, and looked and I'm like, the
1: H- Dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how did
0: he jump the lead to the top of the leaderboard? Because he wasn't wire to wire. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sung GM was at the top of that leaderboard all day of day one and at the beginning uh the front nine for, for round two. So we had to go and look. But, yeah, he's a bad, bad boy at 25 who literally, you know, played his way into the Writers Cup for uh, the team. And wow, he's doing some amazing things And we talked about this on Friday as well, who were going to be the players that we were going to look for, who maybe will join Tiger in getting us reengaged in golf. So who knows, maybe as we get to learn who this Scotty Shuffler is, yeah. um, he'll get, Sheffler, he'll get us uh, re-engaged in, in the game of golf.
1: Getting re-engaged and really quickly, just to do a quick mention because I don't want to forget about him. Lenny United yes. uses Charlotte FC. Any quick thoughts?
0: Yeah. So, okay. This is going to not be nice, but I'm going to say it anyway because, hey, this is the ATL Day 1's podcast, not the Queen City Day 1's podcast. So that said, it's so funny because yes, we wanted to United. We wanted United to win that game. We wanted them to go up there and gut it out in spite of not having Joseph Martinez and so many other players. Luis Aruju's out as well, and um, you, you so you look at that and you think to yourself, um, Emerson Hyman isn't back yet as well. Like, what does that really mean for them? They they competed, and one of the things that they did in this match that we didn't see in the first couple of matches when the team shockingly scored before them was they they kept their composure. They mm-hmm. kept their composure. So you didn't see a red card, you didn't see a yellow card, and you didn't see that team score anymore. That was huge. They were able to at least keep it to just a 1-0 loss. But I still say, we're big brother. So, you know, everybody would always say, oh, Charlotte's the next, next Atlanta. Well, you're nah, not. Nobody is. This mm. is the ATL, and this is singular. And so you got no, us this time, you know, Queen City, Charlotte FC. You got us this time, but again, I liked what I saw in terms of United's ability to contain the game and not let it get beyond that one-nil score.
1: Indeed, and we will see how it is. Like with them being without Joseph Martinez, it's definitely going to be important on how they play and making sure they're going out there and execute when they uh, get on the pitch. All right, yes. we're coming up next. T. Atlanta Hawks. They are in the ninth <laughs> spot. They got a home playing game. Is this the perfect scenario for them to get into the real playoffs? We'll talk about that next on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We'll be back.
0: Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I'm Tanitra. This is my boy Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys rocking with us as always. We also appreciate you guys supporting and following us online. Go to our YouTube channel, and there's actually a whole network of Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast that you can check out, A to Z with Mark Zeno, hitting Hard with John Chuckery, and of course, ATL Day Ones. So when you go to YouTube and check us out, make sure you like our page, make sure you follow us, you subscribe, and tell a friend to check us out too. No need for you to just join the party by yourself, bring a few folks with you each and every day. Now, we're going to talk Hawks because we know you guys want to talk about next level With our ATL Hawks, but we also want to tell you guys about betonline.net because we know that you want to know about all sports info and you want all your betting needs covered. That's the site to go to. You can find out all of the latest sports developments, including this week's NBA play in and playoff odds podcast reviews for all the different leagues this season. So definitely check that out. So if you're interested, for example, about what the Hawks are going to do or what the betting odds are for them, four and a half point favorites over the, over the uh, Hornets rather this Wednesday. Now that other game that we've got our eyes on for Tuesday, of course, is Nets Cavs. Nets are seven and a half point favorites come Tuesday. So again, Bet online, that's your continued source for all your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to that website today. You can use your mobile device like I'm using right now. Uh, you can learn more about trends and actions. That is absolutely where the game starts. Bet online. Where the game starts here in Atlanta is seven o'clock, State Farm Arena, Hawks versus Hornets. So, Hawks pretty much did their job, had a one-and-one split this weekend. Would have been nice if they had gotten the win against the Heat. They definitely fought. They definitely fought. And I can appreciate the the effort that was put out there in Miami. But they definitely took care of business in Houston on Sunday. They get the nine seed. So that means they get to at least host the first game in the play-in tournament. And if they win, if they beat the Hornets on Wednesday, then they will get the loser of the nets Cavs game so that's kind of the place we want to start with that team wrapping the regular season at 43 and 39 so before we even get into sort of the playing round in the postseason what is it that you liked as you saw them go down the stretch of the regular season Jarvis
1: There, I, I think we've talked about this on ATL day one time and time again you know
0: don't forget to like
1: and subscribe we got you we're gonna take care of you every day um but yeah I think it's It's something that Trey has figured out how to play with this squad, right? You know, John has been out from some for some time, and I think the bench mob has become even more important, specifically Bogdan Bogdanovich. He is the guy that's coming off the bench. He is that scorer. He's the go-to man. He's the guy who's going to pop those shots from outside. And I think that, you know, one thing that I've really been encouraged by when Dan is healthy, Danilo Gallinari, for all my folks, and done with it. When he's healthy, that dude. Oh, Roll with me. <laughs> when Danilo Gallinari is healthy, he is. Oh, I'm not gonna say he's a force, but he's very important to the Hawks' success on how yes. how things flow on, on that offense when he's out there. I think when you have a guy like. Um, um, we have a guy like Dan, you know, being able to do what he does, he he frees mm-hmm. up DeAndre Hunter because you know at, at yes. there were times where DeAndre Hunter was playing the four and he had yes. to get down low and to try to guard those guard those positions, which is yeah, he's 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 versatile as a defender, yeah. but you know his 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 specialty is guarding the wing. That's where you want yeah. him. Uh, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, make his money. That's where he's going to make his money is guarding those guys on the wing and, and, and guarding those guards as well. You know, so I, I think that when Dan is in there and he's healthy and he's and he's doing what he needs to do, he's a body, like I said, down low that can help the Hawks in this playoff game. And I think that with – but the most important thing, obviously, is definitely Trey Young and, and how he's yeah. able to get this offense going, get into the pick and roll. And and making these teams choose, uh, make them make a decision on defense. If he's doing yes. that, and when you're just sitting back and, and launching threes, that's not going to help the team at all. But when you're getting into that pick and roll and, and forcing those bigs to either come up or uh, lag off because they were trying to stop the lap, the lob, mm-hmm. or having them come out there, or and you making the right pass to get get to down, the pass down to your big and, and make the correct pass. So, I think those, all of those things kind of play into how things have been going down the se- towards the end of the season. And I think that they'll be able to continue that against Charlotte.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also with Trey, teams are starting to trap him, and he's figuring mm-hmm. out little new. There was one play even yesterday where he gets the ball across the big court. And Clint Capella sets the screen, and immediately the Rockets tried to trap him, and he eased his way out of the trap. And it was a very slight screen that CC set, but it was just enough for Trey to ease his way out of the out of the trap and, and make the shot, which was a beautiful thing because you can do it any number of ways. It's mm-hmm. great if you can trap. It's also great, by, and, and being able to score by getting out of the trap, it's also great, like you said, to be able to now have teammates that he's starting to really, really gel with and really, really trust to say, I'm going to pass to the open man and I'm confident that you're going to make the right play. You're going to make the, the right decision. And that's also what you see in him being a player who's you know, leading the league in scoring and assists. You lead the league in scoring because you are still the lockdown guy. You're still the guy, the go to guy at the end of the game or even if you know, the, the offense is cold. But on that same token, you've now had games where like last night, Gallo with 26 points, for example, Uh, Bogdanovich, Bogey can have a, you know, a 20 plus point night as well. And then they're going to get you some rebounds, some steals and some assists. So really everybody, this is something that we talked about weeks ago, even when this run kind of started. And I kind of look back around March 11th when they beat the Clippers Mm -hmm. and that's, kind of started to slowly but surely pick up. And it was always, if everybody could just pick up their game, a notch. So yeah. just looking down the entire roster, especially in the absence of John Collins, looking at Danilo Gallinari getting into the starting lineup and, and making it work and making it yeah. be effective. So your point, DeAndre can go back and comfortably be at the three and do what he does with... Absolutely necessary defense on the perimeter. And then you look at Clint Capella, a healthy Clint Capella is really starting to impose his will and he is getting double doubles all day, every day, and getting in there and even being able to get some assists. You know, even seeing him because he's a big man that, you know, he can find the open guy as well. So seeing a healthy Clint Capella has been huge for uh, the team as well. Kevin Herter. Uh, you know, sometimes getting the starting role at the two, he's been solid. He's been solid. Mm-hmm. I always say sneaky defense because he'll he will he, he'll pick your pocket in a heartbeat. So even if you just yeah. go down the roster and you even see Anyeka Okongwu actually being able to give the Hawks minutes at the four and the five, quality minutes most of the time, every now and again, you know, still a young young guy, so he's still going to get in foul trouble every now and again. But, hey, if that means you're in there banging around and making sure that the other team does not think that they can just come inside without being punished. I'm all for it, especially a team like the Hornets, where their strong suit is certainly not their inside game. I feel confident that we can go in there and bang with Mason Plumlee and be just fine.
1: You know what? And I, and I think you just said it right there. I think that's the key to winning this winning, winning that game. And, you know, just from a, a bird's eye view, as we get ready to, you know, get as we get closer to the game, I think that's one of the keys for me is the big play. Like, because yeah. they've been playing so well on your gun combo, mm-hmm. Clint Pella looked like his old self and and yeah. like I said, Dan getting out there and, and banging down there when he's healthy. So, I think all those and Trey's relationship with them, you know what I mean, as yes. far as, you know, the pick and roll and pick mm-hmm. and pop for Dan, you know. So, I think once those things get going, and I don't think Charlotte's going to have an answer for them. So, I think that's going to be a really big key for, for the Hawks going coming into this playoff because a lot of times i mean in today's game it's a perimeter mm-hmm. game right nobody really yeah. kind of really works the middle or works down low like mm-hmm. like the hawks and not necessarily yeah. they throwing the ball into it and they're backing them down so they're not doing that so to speak right. but they are working there like they are getting yeah. there they work the offense down there to get in to mm-hmm. kick out to the open man you know some or somebody yeah. that definitely can hit the three-pointer uh, uh, from deep. So I think that that's going to be a big key for those guys to continue to play well. And, and, and I'm looking forward to it because like I said, I, I love the way trade been playing down the road uh down there toward the end of the season. And mm-hmm. I, I like how those bigs have been really working in conjunction with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if they can get that done, of course, then they'll get the loser of tomorrow night's game between the nets and Cavs. Of course, we all kind of want the Cavs because, of course, they beat the Cavs three times this season. And um, we're confident in terms of what that matchup looks like. But the Hawks did have a good game against the Nets recently uh, here in Atlanta. But, of course, they would have to travel uh, for either of those games. Uh, So we'll see how it goes. First things first, Wednesday. But, you know, I looked at this season and I thought there were some interesting takeaways from this season as well. Like I said, the Hawks wrapped the season at 43 and 39. And that's ninth place this year. To tell you how much more competitive the East is from where they were last year, the Hawks actually won 41 games last year and were the fifth seed. Right. But this year they went 43 and they're the ninth seed. That's how much the Eastern Conference has really, really stepped up its game. And, you know, it was literally a log jam at the top, in the middle, and at the bottom the entire season. We didn't know until the very last day really i mean obviously the heat locked up the number one seed a couple of days ago i think it was thursday but we really didn't know where everyone else was going to fall until the weekend and that just speaks volumes and i think about the hawks certainly for next year it's uh a learning lesson you know you don't ever want to have to go through you know go this road or this route again and i'm thinking boy it's going to be interesting to see what they do when they get to the offseason we hope not that's not anytime soon but when they do get offseason it'll be interesting to see what they actually do how aggressive they're going to be and even in the draft because worst case scenario and I do mean worst case scenario if they happen not to get past the play in round then they will still be lottery eligible so some interesting things uh to to look forward to down the road but first things first we we like what we're seeing in the Hawks and we just want to see them sustain it through wednesday and then we'll talk once they get through wednesday at uh state farm then we'll talk about what's going down friday we'll definitely do that and
1: like you said we'll see what happens on wednesday t what we got coming up next though
0: man we've got for the culture coming up next there was a really really sad and unexpected event that happened on Saturday. I know for me, it had a personal ring to it. And we'll definitely talk about that on the other side. But sometimes there are some things that are turning in the mind and in the back of their heart and their spirit that will come out at the worst possible times. And we're going to talk about exactly why we should not just gloss over this. And we should be more about honoring people and giving them their flowers in the darkest moments rather than reminding them of some darker times before. So you want to hear what we got to talk about? Come back for the culture right after this on ATL Day 1s.
1: Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. And we are
0: back. Thank you
1: for uh, sticking around for, you know, coming back with us on For the Culture. We're going to get into some very interesting comments that Adam Schefter made and some very interesting comments that, Gil Brent made over the weekend when they were talking about uh, Dwayne Hask- the death of Dwayne Haskins. And like you said, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. But before we get there, T, I definitely want to say thank you to all the people who have liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel. That's Locked On Sports Atlanta. And for those new people out there who haven't done so, we're going to ask that you do so. Go ahead and like and subscribe and follow us on all audio platforms if you if you can't, you know, don't have time to sit down and watch, go ahead and listen to us. On all every major platform, audio platform that you can think of, we're all on there. And we, like I said, for those who have done so, we really thank you. We appreciate you. Right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, is ATL Day One's podcast. I'm Jarvis. She's Tanitra, And we also have A-Z Mark Zeno, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. We just got a big old channel that has all the content and all the entertainment that you're going to need. On a daily basis. But T uh obviously the death of Dwayne Haskins, you know, he, he had got out of his car and he tried to, for some reason, he tried to cross the highway and he was hit by a dump truck over the weekend. Um, he was pronounced dead. And um, then when the news broke, Adam Schefter tweeted out uh some of some of the some of the things that probably you can say that was true. About mm-hmm. him as a player, but mm-hmm. I think that when the there's the news of of the of that player dying, I don't think that matters, and I think that's kind of where a lot of people kind of got off when they saw the tweet from um, Adam Schefter over the weekend yeah. with the news of uh, the Haskins' death.
0: Agreed. And when you juxtapose the initial tweet from Adam Schefter where he talks about the fact that Haskins was struggling as an NFL quarterback, and you juxtapose that, and he was hit by a car. So therefore, he died of no real choice of his own, if you will. Yes, he made the choice to get out of the car and cross that highway, but he he wasn't doing anything that was dark or deep-seated or dealing with demons or anything like that. Cole right. Brennan on the other hand, when you tweeted about his passing, someone who had battled addiction, so someone who had made a choice over and over to deal with his demons in that way, you shone the light on his amazing career during his collegiate days at the University of Hawaii. And you played, you downplayed the fact that he was basically in a, um, in a rehab center, And things just did not go well in that rehab center after that fifth month. And subsequently, he overdosed. Now, when I say that, all I am stating is that I need you to put that same energy on Dwayne Haskins passing that you put on Colt Brennan's passing. I need you to put that same grace on Dwayne that you put on Colt. And it reminds me of, what we like to call, if I get the term correct, because I had to look it up again today, have been right. in corporate in a minute. It's really essentially inherent bias. And mm-hmm. so it's what happens when we subconsciously make assumptions or we subconsciously have thoughts in our minds that don't necessarily make us racist, don't necessarily make us uh, people who would um, would have bias in like a discriminatory fashion, overtly or uh, consciously, but it's playing in the back of your mind. So something triggered you that made you think that it was necessary for you to put that in the tweet about Haskins, but not so much about Cole Brennan. And that's Mm -hmm. not interesting. And that's not coincidental. That is something that plays that bias that plays against that African-American male, against that African-American male athlete that did not play when you cited the passing of a white quarterback, a you know, a white male athlete, if you will. So again, I, I'm not suggesting that Adam Schefter is racist because when there's an inherent bias, that means that there could there could be a bias that comes from any direction, if you will. Right. But there is there that needs to be addressed and acknowledged because he did not, Dwayne Haskins did not receive the grace that he deserved in your announcement versus what grace you gave to Colt Brennan
1: yeah and because and at, at the end of the day you know he felt for Colt Brennan right you know so he, yes. he felt for him because I know a lot of people was trying you know defend Adam Schefter saying you know he has to, he's a reporter he has to be you know objective and all that stuff but you gave a clear example of when he wasn't objective he didn't say you know Colt Brennan failed as a quarterback in the NFL, and, you know, and after that, you know, his his life kind of went on a downward spiral, and that's it. You know, he didn't do that. Right. He said, you know, the guy was struggling. He was trying to get his life right and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like, and, and thing, like, and, this, and I kind of just, this kind of just came to me. When you actually think about it, think about Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. right? Like, what was his issue? Like, what was his real issue? Like yeah, right. Really, what was his real issue? What was he struggling right. with? Yeah, well, because
0: he, was it drug addiction? He was, was struggling. With being,
1: he was struggling to live up to a first being a first round draft pick in NFL as a quarterback, which is the yeah. most high pressure, highest paid position in you know in, in, in all of the world of sports. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people were struggling that. You know, you know what? And the, and here's the thing. Here's the kicker. There aren't even a lot of people that would be even positioned to struggle with that. So that needs right. to be acknowledged too, as well. Yeah. So because you know, Dwayne Haskins is a is a father, he, he's married, you know, so uh, yeah. he, he's living, he's living that life. Like he's doing, he's at the high, a very small percentage of people doing that that get a chance to do. And that's playing in NFL. Like there are a lot. I had that dream. I had that dream to want to be playing the NFL, and I wasn't able to accomplish that. But the fact that he's drafted in the first round, you know, he he was in the Heisman conversation. You know, mm-hmm. he was uh, and, and just being, a, he was trying to get his stuff together with Pittsburgh when he signed with the Steelers. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin even kind of talked to that and and spoke yeah. to that, you know, and talked about the type of man the man he was. And and that's that's what frustrates me a lot because. You gave all of that to Colt Brennan. And you probably don't even know the man.
0: Yes. But, yes. You you him, you made him human. Right. And exactly. There you, took you took away, go. Yeah. With that comment, you took away Dwayne Haskins' humanity. Right. And the fact that you don't see the problem in that, and even the people who may be defending you, that's that blind spot that we have to be so careful of in society, in our American society, that we don't take a step back and say, now, wait now, because I will tell you, I did take a step back when I read that first tweet, just to make sure that I was not jumping to conclusions or paranoid or being overly sensitive. But as I, and I didn't go down the rabbit hole as as well, even right. after hearing, we'll talk about this too, even after hearing portions of the Gil Brandt audio as it relates to Dwayne Hask- Haskins, which was even more damning. So we will talk about that before yes. we wrap up. Whoa. But going back to Adam Schefter, it was a slow burn for me because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't jumping to, jumping to conclusions. So I read that tweet and reread it. And I kept coming to the same conclusion about the inherent inherent bias, the lack of grace, and the lack of humanity that was shown towards Dwayne, and then saw the tweet about Colt, and that confirmed for me, oh, there needs to be some conversation had, because again, it's the blind spot. And as we, in a society, if we keep overlooking the blind spots, then you know what the blind spots end up being? The blind spots end up being 32 teams in the NFL and no Black owners. 32 teams in the NFL and a handful of coaches and some of those coaches don't get past a year because they that inherent bias is sure. not giving them the opportunity to succeed. Right. Versus I the NBA and I want to talk about this tomorrow, so I'm giving you guys a little bit of a tease juxtapose the NBA. And when we talk about coaching trees, the coaching trees actually come from people like Paul Silas whose son Steven Silas is now the head coach for the Rockets because that coaching tree matters. A black man who was successful in the league now has his son coaching in the league. Mm -hmm. That's because the NBA tackles and addresses those tough conversations and those hard conversations. And not to say that they're perfect with it, but they deal with it as opposed to this is the type of situation that, you know, it's an NFL reporter granted, but it speaks to that larger issue of the blind spots that if we don't acknowledge them, they keep rearing their heads in so many different ways.
1: Yeah, and I and I kind of want to kind of squeeze Gil, Brandon. I know we can't go get, go too much into it, but I, I think that I think the overall the overall theme of, of, of what we're kind of what we're discussing, I, I think is it's just a matter of Gil looks at Dwayne Haskins a certain way and he doesn't look at him as a human being it, like we talked about I think that's been over, over, overall theme here that you dehumanize these brothers these black players you look at them as objects and you don't think they have feelings and you report as such and you yeah. talk about them as such so when these tragic situations come comes about is it's, it's it's the same old thing for you, you know? It, you know, it, it's like the sun coming up. Oh, well, you know, he's living to be dead, or he should have stayed in school. Exactly. Like, what does that have to do with the man passing away?
0: Yeah, yeah what does that have?
1: Four years old, he left this world. That's what we're yes. talking about. So I, I yeah. think that if if we can talk about this stuff and put it out there instead of trying to defend, to defend these people and, mm-hmm. and, and have a conversation, stop being scary, I think we can get to a point where you at least give, like you said, give that same grace that Adam Schefter gave to Colt Brennan when he passed away. Like, if yeah, we can at least that. get to that point, even if it's yeah. not genuine, even if it's part of being a professional. If I can be a yeah. professional and have some type of you know uh, uh or guidelines or, or or lines not to cross in these particular situations i'll be good with that i'm not asking you to feel for for another brother another black man i'm not asking you to do that all i'm asking you to do is have some professionalism about yourself give that same like you said to give that same grace that you gave to uh cobrin
0: yeah and gil brent don't get me wrong you know he has done some things in support of African-Americans yes, and athletes over time. However, however, this kind of commentary that you felt that comfortable saying in the, you know, the early stages of his family, his teammates, his fans, when I say, because I'm Steeler Nation, so he's right. a part of Steelers, I'm going to rock with him. OK, so you didn't even give us a chance to process it. Before you literally went on a rant about a husband, a father, and an athlete who potentially within the right system, like the Steelers, because let's face it, the system with the Washington football team at the time he was with them Oof. was not a good system it's for any Dharma. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so, let, let's
0: real. so let's so yeah. let's not call him struggling until four or five years in, or two or three teams in, and now you've been in multiple systems and you still can't get it. So, yeah, um, we just, again, we're going to leave it right there. But humanity, grace, as we want to receive it, we should give the same.
1: Yes. These are human beings we'll deal with, not toys and assets and people who are super athletic and run fast. Yeah. I know that's that's a part of what your job is to do, but, you know, they're human beings first. All right, y'all. We're going to end it right there. Uh, This is ATL Day Ones With Jarvis Tanitra But um, make sure you come back and check us out Like I said, like, follow, subscribe All audio platforms Like us on YouTube Give us some comments, give us some feedback We really appreciate that And uh, coming up tomorrow We'll see what the Braves can do with these Nationals teams Because uh, I want to I want to really see all these bats get going At times they were able to do it But I want to see all these these bats get going and, And you know, we can See if that, that, that bullpen can can get right, or the back end of it, that is. Um, we'll yeah. talk about all that tomorrow. And uh, you got anything else for me, T?
0: Oh, yeah. Don't think we won't be talking WNBA draft when our Atlanta Dream have the number one pick tonight. So we will definitely get you guys a little peek into our reaction on the WNBA draft also if we have any local players who end up being drafted we'll we'll hit you up and give you guys a little debrief on that as well as you can see I'm really excited about that because I think the dream we're going in the right direction
1: indeed we'll do all of that tomorrow on ATL day ones with Jarvis and T we'll see y'all tomorrow
0: see ya